You're listening to the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast with Joris Brion. Hey, this is Joris of the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast. And today I'm really excited to talk to Pavel Ogonovsky. Um, Pavel has more than 10 years of e-commerce experience. He's been helping online retailers uh, leverage data from uh, digital channels to improve their user experience. And um, he's one of the co-founders of uh, GrowCode. And that's the first CRO system as a service. Um, that guarantees revenue growth for uh, online stores. Um, in his, yeah, I believe more than eight years of, of testing and optimization, he managed to deliver an impressive $34 uh, million in additional sales for uh, online retailers in uh, different markets. Pavel, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast. Great to have you here. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I already read your bio here, but um, I mean, can you tell people a bit more about your background, where you come from in your career? Um, how how did you end up doing what you're doing right now? Yeah, so um, it all started some like 11, 12 years ago when together with my friend, we set up our first e-commerce store. So we were selling household equipment and this electronic stuff. So it was pretty harsh and competitive bled and bloody, bloody red, bloody market. Uh, and so we have always had like a crush for data and that's when we've learned about Google Analytics and and the way to optimize your online presence. So we started really leveraging this data, this data to really optimize the experience of our online store and also to optimize the traffic that we've been acquiring. And this is like the whole, this is how my whole like a story started with conversion rate optimization and digital analytics. So uh, back then we've been running this online store and we saw that there was a lack of agencies and companies and people who would be really skilled in either conversion rate optimization or, or digital analytics. So as we had some prior experience with some consultancy, we thought, that why not give it a go and this is how it all started so around 10 years ago we set up our own company it was conversion back then and it's still a brand here in poland and we've been doing digital analytics and conversion rate optimization ever since okay cool so um you mentioned um that you uh, do zero system as a service. I believe that's the the, the way you. Yeah, uh, that's how we call it. Time. Yeah. So, can you explain me exactly what it means and why it's different to like the traditional agency model? Yeah. So, what we've been like having prob- huge problems with our clients is was that um, when we've been like cooperating with them, we you know we conducted all the analysis for them we do user testing we do heuristic analysis we like dig into their data come up with great recommendations come up with mockups then we come up with graphics and then we pass this everything that we have created mm-hmm. to like we come up with a hypothesis and we now need to get this coded into the website and this is this this was something that came up as a huge roadblock because you either had to face internal IT department, or you had to cooperate with some different agency that was responsible for the front-end development of that online store. Many of our projects like faced a dead end there. 
because mm-hmm. like we've been waiting like two months, three months, half a year for everything to be to be coded. And we saw that there is a huge like uh, problem with streamlining the process of conversion rate optimization. Mm-hmm. So what we thought of is to come up with a completely like top down, top bottom or bottom top approach where we would provide our clients with not only people in process, but we will we'll also be able to provide them with technology that will enable us to streamline the coding process. So currently how it looks like, we've got our own uh, app uh, mm-hmm. that enables us to change the front end of our clients for, of online stores. Because when you're thinking about, I don't know, using Google Optimize or, or Optimizely, uh, then, okay, you can change the front end of your online store, but speaking matter-of-factly, if you go beyond simple landing page changes where you move a few things around or change text and you want to move some really to some more advanced testing like, I don't know, different versions of checkout or testing a few variations of a product page template, mm-hmm. then you realize that you really need huge IT resources that will be able to code those changes because you won't be able to edit them through a drag and drop editor. Mm-hmm. So what we managed to come up with is a technology that enables us to code much faster all those cha- all, all those changes that we want to test, come up with those variations, and we can provide our clients with like everything, really from the start, from the analysis, through coming up with graphics and everything, then through testing, coding this, using our own technology, so we don't need to add any additional and external costs, like the cost of optimizing or anything, any other technology, and we can streamline this work really, really, much, much faster and deliver the results really much faster. And our clients, when, when we speak with them, they tell us that they spend around, I don't know, five to seven hours a month only supervising our project mm-hmm. and they don't have to like move anything from one vendor to another and get any mess about it. Okay, so if I understand correctly, you use your uh, own tool um, not only for A-B testing, but also just to make implementations, right? Stuff that you don't test, but just implement or... Yeah, we, we we do test everything that we implement, but we okay. still are able to roll out all the changes uh, mm-hmm. to our clients' websites through our tool. Okay, and, and you don't need any intervention of your clients, developers uh, or yeah, agents? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, and afterwards... Uh, so do the changes have to be hard-coded later by the client's developers or can it ru- just keep running through your... Like it, uh, it really depends on, on, on them. Like we've got mm-hmm. clients where we've been ser- serving our variations for, for half a year, one year, and mm-hmm. only like upgrading them to meet additional requirements if the client so wishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some clients decided to hard-code it because okay. we, like, we, we stress speed of websites as all of us know that's incredibly important in today's age, especially if we are thinking about mobile. So we really like made a huge effort to to create an app, and the way we code makes those changes really um, load extremely fast. Okay, you leave it up to the client if they if they want to hard code code it later. Yeah, right. So, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, cool. Is it is does this work like with just one particular? 
platform? Is it like just Shopify or Magento or is it? No, no, no. It's, it's platform agnostic. So okay. whether you're running on BigCommerce, Shopify, Magento or any other platform, then mm-hmm. we can do our work everywhere. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so when you, when you work with a client, what does your process typically looks like? Uh, like the process typically looks um, like this, that we cover seven steps. We always start out with the analysis and really getting our teeth into the business. So we want to understand what's the value proposition of the business. We want to learn what problems current customers are facing mm-hmm. when shopping for products that the client is offering. And like so we do different types of analysis. We do data analysis through Google Analytics. We conduct surveys. Uh, we do usability testing. We do heuristic evaluation. So it, there is a, like a huge host of, uh, of tools and approaches that we use to mm-hmm. identify problems that potential users face and to really know where, where are the biggest bottlenecks of, the, of our client. Mm-hmm. And then we come up with a series of hypotheses uh, to really to list all those ideas that we had. We mm-hmm. prioritize them depending on like uh, two things. First, the time that it will take and effort it will take to come up and code new changes. And the second thing, the probability of, of an uplift. Uh, because we've got like a like a huge set of past experience, past tests, so we can uh, more or less estimate what's the impact going to be. Uh, then, of course, we like select those with the biggest possibility uh, to impact the bottom line of our clients, and come up with first mockups. Then we discuss them with our clients. Then we come up with graphics, which are also discussed with our client and accepted. Then we code all those changes using our solution. And depending on, on the number of variations, it takes us from one to two weeks, like depending mm-hmm. on whether it's uh, one, two, three variations, or maybe 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it really depends on, on, on the traffic that our client has and uh, what are the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, the bigger the client, uh, the m- more variations we usually come up with. Mm-hmm. And then we perform the test, analyze it, when it's finished after, depending on the, on the client, we first check how much time we need, depending on their situation, on their traffic, on their conversions, how much time it will take us to conduct the test. Then we analyze it and come up with the analysis presented to the client, discuss it, and roll out the winning variations. So how okay. this is how the process looks like. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you, you already uh, mentioned that uh, traffic um, is an important element for A/B testing. Uh, yeah, and variations. Uh, you well, you can test actually. It, do you guys have some kind of rule of thumb uh, wh- as of when you would recommend A/B testing? Well, we uh, we don't work with clients who have less than two thousand transactions because really oh. that's uh, like we treat that's it as per, a per month, right? Yeah, per month. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a, like a bottom for us. Mm-hmm. This is this is a little bit changing nowadays because like we've got this switch to mobile. So mm-hmm. with some of our clients, we've got like eighty percent of traffic coming from mobile devices, and it turns out that we can test only on mobile devices. On mm-hmm. the other hand, and in, in in fashion where 
social media advertising is so popular that there is a huge amount of traffic coming from mobile devices. And on the other hand, we've got other clients where it's more 50-50, then we can test on both desktop devices and mobile devices. And of course, there are big behemoths that have got enough transactions to conduct tests on yeah. both like devices, the different devices, really. And it doesn't matter whether they've got only 20 from one type of devices or 80 from another. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they're big enough. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, matter. they're big enough. Yeah. So what are your like top three priorities um, while you're developing an, uh, an e-commerce optimization plan? Yeah, so before we do anything else, we really need to grasp the value proposition of the business, the, mm-hmm. the brand fully, because it really comes down to the value they offer to their clients. Sometimes your website can be best optimized and you have the best optimized website in the world. But if people don't know why should they buy from you rather than somebody else, mm-hmm. then they won't buy from you anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is the first thing that we want to really understand. So what's behind the business that mm-hmm. can prompt users to buy from this this company rather than somebody else? Okay. Then, and, and uh, how, how, how do you do that? Yeah, we do this through like a... Mm, we do a lot of interviews with mm-hmm. the management team on the client mm-hmm. side. And what we also love doing is listening to customer service recordings. Yeah. Uh, because like this is something that really gives you... When you listen to uh, someone from the customer service or some representative who is selling the product, who is talking to the customer about the product, then he's highlighting all the benefits that the user can have and the client mm-hmm. can have. And this is like a superb way. We also like um, when the, when client has a either brick and mortar presence, like we've been working with a travel travel agent. So mm-hmm. they had both like online presence and offline presence. So we really enjoyed sitting next to the reps in those brick and mortar locations yeah. where we really could listen how they really sell and what are the questions that people are asking, their customers are asking. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. So understanding the business value proposition. So why should they yeah. buy from, from why customers should buy from this company rather than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, then we are trying to understand what really is motivating current customers to buy. So uh, even though the company has got some like an idea of what should, should, what should be the reasons to buy from them, it's really, it can be a completely different thing what motivates current customers to buy from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is something that we want and try to understand. Uh, on the other hand, uh, so we do this uh, mainly through interviews with current clients and through surveys. Mm-hmm. And the third thing that we do is understanding what's causing potential customers not to buy. Okay. So we are using digital analytics. We are using heuristic evaluations to learn what might stop mm-hmm. users from buying from this particular website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that makes total sense. So w- what are, in your opinion, the, the, the main bottlenecks for conversion optimization that, that, uh, e-commerce brands face 
I think that when I when I'm talking with e-commerce managers, then I think that the first thing that they face is the shortage of talents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really a, a narrow specialization the field of expertise, conversion rate optimization, and uh, there aren't so many people who are really into this. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing, and especially in uh, today's like uh, economy uh, when the unemployment rate is usually pretty low then it's really hard to to, to fight for the best talents that's mm-hmm. the first thing and the second thing is something that we are trying to solve so this cooperation with the IT department and the process that is like connected with conversion rate optimization because like you can come up with like great ideas you can come up with graphics and but then you'll still need to code those changes. And when I'm looking at, at our projects, I see that 70% of time that we spend is spent on the development of those variations. Mm-hmm. So even though you create value when you come up with ideas of what to test, then you invest most of your time and resources into the coding part of mm-hmm. the whole process. So I do believe that these are two main challenges when it comes to conversion rate optimization. Yeah, okay. Um, if, if there was like just one question, you all already mentioned that you do interviews and services, but if there was like just one single question that you could ask a user uh, who visits an online store, what would that be? I would love to ask maybe not all users, but I would love to ask customers about one thing so and that would be what nearly stopped you from buying from us Mm -hmm. because those people have got some relationship with you so they have done the shopping they have invested their time they have invested their money in your products so it's really easy to get this information from them and they really like um, can come up with some really golden nuggets for you and tell you what nearly stopped them from buying from you like uh, I don't know validation on the form uh, the problems with their credit card or there was a problem with I don't know menu or the search or anything else mm. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> those are golden nuggets if you can uh, discover those absolutely yeah, um, yeah. so uh, talking about like grow- e-commerce growth in general what do you believe are um the two or three keys to grow an e-commerce business in, in today's environment? So the first thing is definitely the value proposition. So what mm-hmm. do you offer that like distinguishes you from your competition? What mm-hmm. makes you unique, your business, your products unique so that they really stand out? Yeah. Uh, the second thing is uh, traffic acquisition. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah. you really need to excel in this because like the traffic acquisition costs are going up and they are going up like on a daily basis mm-hmm. and like yesterday's strategies are no longer working today. Mm-hmm. So we can see that, I don't know, in, in social media advertising, it has been like extremely cheap to acquire uh, new users and customers through this channel, but currently it's going like up from month to month. Mm-hmm. So you really need to excel on this uh, in this field and it's really becoming more and more complex, complex every year. Because there are new channels, like, I don't know, when you think five years back, then you would say, okay, when it comes to traffic acquisition, we've got AdWords, we've got SEO, and maybe some affiliate. Mm -hmm. And currently, 
you've got like so many different things. You've got uh, automated bidding, you've got social media advertising, and you've got so many platforms for social media advertising. There's Facebook, which is changing the, their like uh, advertising space like from day to day. You've got Instagram, which is connected. You've got Twitter, and you've got so many other ways to, to, to attract your users. Mm, and the third thing would be like working on your website. So it's like users are currently, they expect you not only to provide their basic, basic functionalities like so they can come and do their shopping, but they're really looking forward and expect you to provide them with personalized experience. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be harder and harder to, to compete on this level mm-hmm. and i think that this is like the third uh, third area that brands should focus on okay you you already mentioned it uh, a couple of times so the value proposition um, mm-hmm. what what if um the client hasn't really figured that out mm-hmm. sometimes businesses are in business they sell but they don't really know exactly what their value proposition is. How, how do you go about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we've got some clients that typically say that they, I don't know, they don't know. <laughs> so yeah. it sometimes happens. So what we try uh, to do then is simply, we start with asking the clients because they usually have some. And we are asking those clients like two things, like first, so why did you buy? What did you bought from this brand? So, so that you could describe it. And the second thing that we ask them is to describe this online store or this product to their friend. Mm-hmm. And this way, we try to like uh, look for patterns, what similar traits they are highlighting, and and that way we try to come up with value proposition of, of, of a client. And we also try to use our products ourselves. Yeah. So in order to like really try to see what's really cool about it. Yeah. I, I yeah, I like that that idea of, of uh, describe it to a friend because that's when people automatically and almost subconsciously uh, look for the value. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's true. Of, yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Good tip. Um a question I, I usually like to ask, what's mm-hmm. the biggest mistake you made? And I know that's a difficult one sometimes. Oh, oh like there were so many mistakes <laughs> I have made. Um, so um, I think it it was um, about values and hiring decisions. So it's mm-hmm. maybe not about conversion rate optimization itself, but the way you hire your team uh, so we ended up like it was like six years ago or something like this that we ended up with a team of people that had completely different values to the ones that we are looking for mm-hmm. and really we ended up like with uh we had to get rid of nearly i don't know half of our team or something like this so we really learned that um, values are the, one of the most important things that you need to hire for in the very beginning. And like, you really need to hire slow and to really take that time to understand this other person that you want to offer your job for. Mm-hmm. And 
On the other hand, you need to really fire fast. If you see that something someone doesn't fit, then it's better to part ways earlier than later. Yeah, I think that's a, that's excellent advice, and it may not be. Uh, conversion optimization related, but most of our listeners are entrepreneurs, and I think it's a uh, it's a situation they find themselves in uh, at some point uh, in their career anyway. Because uh, I mean, it's a it's a it's a common theme that uh, I hear a lot uh, when I interview people. When it uh, when I ask this particular question, it's often about hiring. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pre- pretty really it's a really really, really tough job <laughs> it, is, it is yeah yeah and I, I think what you mentioned as well the values that's that's really helpful because uh that that i mean you can you, you can hire someone uh who has potential but maybe not all the experience you can train them up but if they ha- have the wrong values that's impossible to change so i think that's uh, uh those are yeah. are yeah, are good guidelines to follow when you try to hire, but you have to yeah, make those values explicit first because uh, when you're still in the, in the startup phase, you have your values somehow uh, implicitly, uh, but you have to make them explicit at some point and then use them as a... Yeah, definitely. Option. Yeah. So um, as a last question, what's your number one piece of advice for people who want to uh, grow their e-commerce? Mm, never stop testing. And not only when it comes to conversion rate optimization, but also when it comes to like new ways to acquire traffic, new products, new positioning. Like keep on changing and keep on testing and never, never ever feel bad about giving up something so that you decide that it was a mistake. So back up from it and try something different. That's actually a great advice. Uh, hey, uh, Pavel, this, uh, this has, has been great and, and really uh, interesting. Uh, we could probably go on for a, for a very long time, but uh, yeah. we're running out of time. And I just want to make sure that people know um, how they can find you and, and, and learn more about you. Um, yeah. What's the best place for people to find you, to connect with you? Yeah, it's the best to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find my account either through our website, so you can go to growcode.com and then you'll find a piece about us and there's a link to my profile or you can simply search me on LinkedIn and most probably I'll pop up somewhere. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for being here, Pavel. It's been been absolutely great. Yeah, thank you for having me. The e-commerce excellence podcast is sponsored by Dexter.agency. We help e-commerce business owners scientifically increase revenue without needing more traffic. Ready to discover a more reliable way to increase conversion and, more importantly, revenue? Register for our free training, The 5 Transformations That Double E-Commerce Profits, at dexter.agency webinar.